Welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. My name is Pastor William Hill, the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church located in Evansville, Indiana. Today is Thursday, January 25th, 2024. This is edition number 29 of season nine as we continue looking at the book of Deuteronomy. We're getting very close now to the end of this season and I will take a break uh, after season nine, probably a week or two. And then I'll begin season 10 yet uh, I yet don't know. I don't yet know what uh, I'm going to do for season 10, but rest assured I'm thinking about what that will be. We are in Deuteronomy chapter 29 this morning. Let's pray first. Our Father in heaven, as we look at your word again, we ask that you would guide and direct us, that you would give us the insight that only your spirit can bring to us as we read your word and as we think about its implications for our daily life. We pray that you would help us now for Christ's sake. Amen. Deuteronomy 29, beginning with verse 1. These are the words of the covenant that the Lord commanded Moses to make with the people of Israel in the land of Moab, besides the covenant that he had made with them at Horeb. And Moses summoned all Israel and said to them, You have seen all that the Lord did before your eyes in the land of Egypt, to Pharaoh and to all his servants and to all his land, the great trials that your eyes saw, the signs and those great wonders. But to this day the Lord has not given you a heart to understand or eyes to see or ears to hear. I have led you 40 years in the wilderness. Your clothes have not worn out on you, and your sandals have not worn off your feet. You have not eaten bread, and you have not drunk wine or strong drink, that you may know that I am the Lord your God. And when you came to this place, Sion the king of Heshbon and Og the king of Bashan came out against us to battle, but we defeated them. We took their land and gave it for an inheritance to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of the Manassites. Therefore, keep the words of this covenant and do them that you may prosper in all that you would do. Now again here, Moses is simply reminding the people of the need to be obedient to the God who has saved them. He does that by reminder of them there in verse 2. You have seen all that the Lord did before your eyes. And he goes all the way back to Egypt. And so many years removed now. But he reminds this second generation of the people of Israel, these people who did, did not live in Egypt, they were not born there except Joshua, Caleb, and his family, Moses, uh, no one else. But the stories have been told. They've been communicated around, the, around their homes. They've discussed it. They've talked about it. And now he is reminding these children that they're children of the first generation that came out of Egypt, that lived in Egypt, of all that the Lord has done for them, how he has brought them out. Uh, from Egypt as he conquered uh, the edict, uh, the edicts of Pharaoh and bringing Moses uh, and how he uh, gave to the people of Israel those signs uh, that would demonstrate his, uh, his dominance over the false deities of the land of Egypt. He conquered Pharaoh and all of his armies. He gave to them food and drink and how even the very basic things that they need, clothes and sandals, uh, protection for their bodies, never wore out in all of these years in which they wandered through uh, the wilderness, and how um, they uh, de defeated uh, even stronger foes uh, in, represented by Sion, the king of, the Hesh of Heshbon, and Og, the king of Bashan. All of these things Moses places before the people as a reminder of that which the God of heaven, the true and living God, has done for them that they might then obey him. 
And oftentimes in our Christian life, we, we lose sight of this. It's easy to do. We find ourselves enamored or uh, we find ourselves, as it were, up to our eyeballs and difficulties and struggles of this life. And we forget the many different ways in which God has been kind to us, despite the way we live at times, despite blessings and the curses and all these things that happen that we've talked about already, despite the reality of the difficulties of this world, God continues to bless us in many ways. Think about the many blessings that you have experienced already this day. When you got up this morning, you walked to the coffee, you walked to the, the, to the faucet in your kitchen and uh, to get a glass of water and you turned it on and there it was. Uh, you had breakfast and the food that was given to you, your daily bread, uh, all the things that you need just to leave, just to get ready to leave the house. You took a shower, you, you put your clothes on, you got in a car that you did not have anything to do with. God gave that to you. The house you left, God gave to you. All, all of these many blessings as we sit and number them one by one all the time. And we recognize that all of this comes from the God of heaven who has redeemed his people uh, certainly, the, 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 the uh, admonition of Moses in verse 9 applies to you and to me. Keep the covenant and do what it says. You say you love the Lord Jesus Christ. You say that you are one of His, you belong to Him. Then there should be fruit in the life of one who says such a thing. Um, and you demonstrate your love for God by doing what He tells you. Uh, you keep the terms of the covenant. You plead for help when you find yourself struggling. None of us keep it perfectly. You plead for the help of the Holy Spirit that you might walk according to the ways in which the Lord God has commanded you. Moses reminds them. He's getting very close to the end of this sermon. And he reminds them of this necessity upon the people. He goes through a, a litany of things that have happened as he moves through the chapter, beginning at verse 10, things that were good, things not, not so good. But he gets to the end of the chapter in this verse that we all know quite well, Deuteronomy 29, 29. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the, but the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. Now, you have to look at that in its context, the, the things that have been revealed, what things? The, the domination over Pharaoh, the, re, the exodus from Egypt, the way in which God prepared and cared for the people. He, he went before them to fight for them. All of the things that they've seen, that they've witnessed, were, that were revealed to them about their God who was calling them to love him and obey him, that has been given to them so that they might do just that. But there are things that happen in the economy of God's working in the world that, well, we just don't know. I know we want to know. I know too often we, we engage in curious prying into the seeker counsel of God's divine will and purpose. And, well, we need to be careful about doing that. We need to focus our attention on what we do know. Frankly, brothers and sisters, it's hard enough in this world to do everything God has told us. Never mind what he hasn't told us. We need to focus our attention there. Commenting on this verse, uh, one commentator says, not everything that is true of God has been revealed. That there are secret things, that there are secret things anticipates the need to trust, obey, and be humble before God. What God has revealed is for the sake of obedience. And you see that in, in chapter 30, 
and verses 11 through 14. We'll come to that uh, in, an, um, in the next edition of the devotional. But it's enough to say this. The things that God has shown you, he's rescued you from the world of sin and misery. He's provided for you your daily bread. He takes care of you. He hears you when you pray. He walks with you. He hasn't abandoned you. All of these things, he's shown you that you might love him and do what he tells you. He's not going to tell you everything. He doesn't tell me everything. He doesn't tell you everything. He doesn't tell anybody everything. There are secret things that belong to the eternal Godhead, and they will always be there. Even when you get to glory, you're not going to know everything. You'll learn, but you won't know everything. There is only one God, and he alone is infinitely wise, and he alone is the omniscient God of heaven and earth. Well, I trust these times are helpful for you. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave me a note. The way to reach me is there before you on the screen. And so until the Friday edition, when we consider Deuteronomy 30, may the Lord help you today to walk according to his ways. God bless.